Um, but I want to, we're continuing our series on how to get through a bad day. And so I want I want you to turn to Luke 22, verse 42, and um, let's start there. You know, this is the, the time where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, he is being pressed um, uh, that very hard because this is where all the weight of the, the sin of the world, past, present, and future, are coming on Jesus. And, and you've got to understand that Jesus has never knew sin. And uh, no, it's, it's not his sin, but he's becoming sin for us right there. Sin is laid upon Jesus, and it's very painful where we talked about last week where he sweated drops of blood. I mean, it's a very um, um, uh, hard day that he's going through. You think you have a bad day. Jesus is just beginning to have uh, a bad day that no one else has ever gone through like he's going through. And so... In, so here he says in Luke 22, verse 42, he says something very powerful um, about how to go through a bad day. He says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours will be done. Now, how in the world could he say that? Because he knew what he was about ready to go through. He knew what was coming. I mean, it's not like you and I, we don't really know how bad it's going to get or how bad it is. We, we don't know the future all the time. And so, but he actually knew it and he actually chose it right here. He chose to go through it. And that's, I think that's, that's the amazing thing about about how he showed us how to go through a, a bad day. So in the midst of all the pain and even the suffering he was going through right then, he says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And I think this is the key. This is couple of key. He, he used the word Father, which was huge. No one up until Jesus ever called God Father. And here he is. He knows who he is. He knows the love that um, God has towards him and how, how much he loved Jesus, his only son. And so he understood the nature. He understood, he understood who God is. And so he could look past the pain and the suffering. And he knew that whatever was happening to him was only temporary and that he knew that something else was going to come to pass. So how did he get through it? Number one, he was able to rest in the love of God. It's, it's just an amazing thing to understand how to rest in the love of God. John chapter 15, 9 through 17, look at this. Jesus says, as a father has loved me, so I have I love you. Abide in my love. That mean that word abide means to live, to dwell, to 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 stay in the love of God. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I have chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask in the, the Father in my name, he may give to you. These things I've commanded you so you will love one another. I mean, it's a, it's a great chapter about really love and how, how we should live in the love of God. And see, the thing about it is how he was able to get through a bad day is that he knew who he was, he knew who his father was, and he knew how much he loved him. See, the thing about it is a lot of times, you remember, distractions 
happen when we go through hard times. When we're going through a bad day, the number one thing that the enemy wants to do in your life is to get your eyes off the Father, to get your eyes off him, get your eyes off the word of God, get your eyes off the things of God. And he doesn't want you to listen to him. He doesn't want you to live or abide in his love. He wants you to forget about that. And he wants you to say, hey, where are you at, God? And he wants to get you you're in a place where you think God is, is forsaking you. I, Romans eight thirty seven says this, No, in, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Isn't that good? Now, how are we more than conquerors? It's, it's through his love, through him who loved us. For I'm sh- I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Love is a, is a powerful thing once we begin to understand it. Because, you know, love is just not saying I love you. Love, if, when we see through the word, is action, Right? Love is action. It's a verb. It's, it's action. But it's also love is very powerful, especially the love of God. So the love that God has towards his son Jesus, Jesus knew about that. He knew that he is loved and that no matter what, even though Jesus chose to do the will of God, to come in our place and take our place on the cross, to take our place in the punishment for our sin, he knew that God was not going to leave him there. See, the thing about it is, and no matter what bad day you're going through, no matter if you caused it, which is most of the time we cause our bad days, right? Whether it's someone else caused it, whether it's the enemy caused it, or God just trying to take you into a better place, he's got to lead you out of the, of the, of the shadow of the evil and of the, of the um, of what's, what's that verse? I can't even think of it. That valley of the shadow of death. That's what it is. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, it's just a shadow. He's just taking you through it to get you onto another side, get you into a different place. See, love, when you understand the love of God, when I, when I begin to rest in the love of God, so if something happens to me, something bad, whether I caused it, whether somebody else, I know God loves me. And he's going to take care of me. And he's got something better for me. And he's bringing me to another place. Remember, love is just not a saying. It's action. is powerful. Our God, our Father, who loves us, is actively finding ways to pour out his love on us and to powerfully demonstrate it to us. So you can, you can rest in the love of God because you know God is active, ready to show his love on you. And to demonstrate it powerfully. You guys, we have to remember that we are sons and daughters of God. When you give your life to the Lord and you say yes to Jesus and and you lay down your life, it is his responsibility to take care of you when we let him. So when things are hard and we forget, sometimes we forget who we are, right? We forget that, no, I'm a son. Jesus never forgot that he was a son. He knew. Even though he chose to to go walk through what he had to walk through, he knew he was a son and that he knew resurrection day was coming. He knew that this this is temporary. 
I'm going to do what I need to do, but my God is going to raise me from the dead. He knew that. See, I am a, I am a son. You are a son. You're a daughter. And he so loves us. And he's our father. See, if you look at the cross, Jesus, Jesus cried out, Oh God, why have you forsaken me? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, he, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, Jesus on the cross took our identity so that you and I can take on his identity. So we can become sons. So we can be called sons of God. See, I'm a son of God, and he is my father. His love towards me is active and powerful, and he is working on my behalf that when I abide, I live, I dwell, I rest in his love so that when a bad day happens, I, I no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, I know that God is actively working on my behalf to demonstrate his love towards his son. I can rest in that. I can just say, okay, God, I, I've messed up, or, or this is happening to me. Someone else did this to me. But it doesn't matter because I know you're going to bring me out of it. I know you're going to bring me out. See, the enemy doesn't want you to get there because if you come to a place where you understand the love of God and you know that this is not the end, you know that there is something more, then you can rest in the love of God because you know he's going to bring you out, that his love is active and powerful, and he's working on your behalf. And see, the enemy knows if you get to that point, you're not going to listen to him anymore. You're not going to blame your circumstances anymore, that you're going to start working and going forward, and you're going to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said, you know, not only to abide in his love, but he says, if you keep my commandments. The sign of love is by keeping my commandments. And a lot of people want to push that on you that this is what God said. You got to do this and this and this. And this is not what God's saying here. This is what Jesus is saying. He says, yeah, number one, you need to rest in the love, but you also need to do what God's told you to do, not out of you have to. This is what you have to do. If you don't do this, you're going to hell or whatever. But you do it because obeying God is the way of love. See, obeying God. So we got to do what God's told us to do, number two. We got to do what he's called us to do because his commandments are a way of love. What has God told you to do? See, when you are resting, you can hear. See, the thing about his commandments is not only, it's, it's really how to lead you out of where you're at. What has God told you to do? See, a lot of times we are so consumed by the circumstances around you. And, I, and I'm, I'm not making light of what you've gone through. We've all gone through things. And it is hard, right, to be focused during those times. Because you're either somebody who wants to try to fix it yourself, which has the, been the problem in the first place. You got yourself in it. Or you are, you're just worried. You're just worried. And anxiety comes in. Fear comes in. And it's hard to be focused. But when you start to rest in his love, then you can start to listening to the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he saying? See, his commands are not forced on you. Because he's saying, if you don't obey me, you won't love me. No, he's saying, really, his commands are a way of love. His commands is bringing us to a way of living that on our own, 
we will never be able to attain. So you'll never get to the place that God wants you to get unless you obey. And he's saying, this is what I want you to understand. I want you to rest, abide in my love, but I also want you to listen to me because I want to get you out of that situation. God is always leading. His commands are always to lead to a place that's better than when you've ever been to. Don't think of his commands as, I have to do this. No, it's, it's an opportunity for you to come out of where you're at. His commands are an opportunity. That's why we need to obey what he says. Obey that. What, is, what did God say last to you? So when you're going through the hard thing, you know, settle in. Rebuke fear and say, no, I'm, I'm not going to be afraid any longer. And, and get, put some worship music on. Whatever you need to do, pray and get to the place where you say, God, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. And I know you've got this. I put my trust in you. What are you saying to me? What do you want me to do? What is the last thing God said to you? Do that. If you're not hearing, he says, love God. You know, his commands are love God and love others. I mean, just just start doing that. And watch God work it. Don't, don't worry about your situation till you hear a word of the Lord. And he's not going to have you worry. He's going to tell you exactly what to do. So we rest in the love of God and say, God, here I am. Father, I just thank you. You're my dad. You're my daddy. You know, my kids don't have to worry about their life. Because they know I'm going to take care of them. My little girl, she doesn't have to worry. She's, she's with dad. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure she has clothes. I'm going to make sure she has food. I mean, I mean, all my kids, they don't have to worry. Why? Because I'm a father. That's what dads do, right? Dads, that's what we do. That's right. Amen? But how much greater is our Father in heaven when you give him your life and he's your dad? He's your father. He's your, he's your daddy. He's going to take care of you. And then I can listen to him. Don't play in the street, Sean. Right? Amen? My dad used to tell me to play in the street. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Sean, why don't you go play in the street? <laughs> I'm joking. Dad, if you're watching, I'm, you didn't really say that. But anyway, uh, so he's going to, he's going to, tell you because he wants to lead you. You understand that? Love leads. Fear forces. Right? Love will always lead. It, it leads you. He's, he's, he's gone before you. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all things you have been tempted in. He's gone through everything that you've been gone, you have gone through. Right? So he knows how to get out of it. So you're, ne- you're never alone. So when we rest, amen, we hear and we obey. And God's leading you to a place that you can't get to on your own. It's only by him that you can get there. So obedience is so important of like, God, what do you want me to do? 
and listen to him. Do that. Lisa and I were um, going through just a hard, hard time. Not um, things were just kind of not not too good around us, and and so we uh, we heard of somebody um, so, somehow. I don't know if it was on Facebook or something this was a few years ago, and that was in the hospital. And uh, they weren't somebody that goes to our church. We just knew them, you know, and uh, didn't have a real good relationship. We didn't just didn't know them well. We knew of them, you know. And so we just said, you know, we've got to, what do we got to do here? And the Lord just really put on our, our heart um, because we're trying to rest and not get consumed. And this was a very consuming thing. And so uh, the Lord says, I want you to go minister to that person. And I said, well, that has nothing to do with my situation. <laughs> so I'm asking God, God, you know, you need to help me here. You need to do something, right? And he says, I want you to go to the hospital. I said, I don't think that's going to help at all. But it did. Because it got my eyes off my situation and on to someone else. We went into the hospital room, and this person had some people around her, and they had called people, and she was dying. And so Lisa and I went in there and just prayed, says, no, you will not die. And she did not die. And uh, and things started to change around immediately. Um, and we're so thankful that we obey the Lord, for one thing. You know, God might have used somebody else to do it. It wasn't us, but but it got my eyes off my situation and on onto what God's calling me to do and who God's calling me to be. See, the enemy wants you to forget who you are and whose you are so you won't follow him and he won't lead you out. Okay? So rest, obey, do what God's told you to do. Number three, give thanks. Live a life of thanksgiving. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, "In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus." Amen. In everything, give thanks. Why do we do that? Because Second Corinthians two fourteen says, "Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ." Amen. Why He always leads us in triumph, no matter what you're going through. He will lead you out when you rest in him and you obey him and just give him thanks. Don't allow complaining and judging to happen in your life. In everything, you know, he didn't say in some things. And this is what we, we pr- we're prone to do. We like to give thanks on certain issues. We like to sort of pick and choose the times we enter into Thanksgiving. And most of those times is when things are going good. And it's real easy to thank God when things are going good. Now, I'm not telling him, don't thank God for your, your sickness. Don't thank God for your problem. I'm not saying that. But thank him for the answer. Thank him for who he is and that he's your father and you're his son and and he's going to lead you and guide you out and you have nothing to worry about, that you are casting your cares on him so he can take care of you. So we give thanks to him in everything. This is one of those scriptures we like to look to the Greek and try to find some other different meaning. But listen, let me tell you something. In the Greek, it says everything means everything. Giving thanks means give thanks. It doesn't mean anything different. It means all the time and everything, all the time, give thanks. 
See, another problem about that is it's all over the word. In Philippians, Paul wrote, says, In all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In fact, you can't even pray without thanksgiving. If you want to be biblical, you have to give thanks in your prayers. It can't be just, oh, God, help me, God, help me. No, it doesn't work that way. It's the prayer of faith. It says, God, yeah, help me. I need help, but I totally trust you. And I thank you for providing, for healing, whatever it is. Forget me out of this situation. Forgive me favor. It's where I decide, God, I'm going to give you thanks no matter what. The Colossians, Paul wrote, says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. See, if we don't rest in the love of God and we don't obey, then we won't give thanks. And what happens is we enter into complaining and judgment about our situation, right? We'll start complaining about what's going on. God, where, where are you at? God, do you, I don't think you love me. See, what happens is, is not only complaining about the situation, we start judging everything that's going on around us, and we start putting things on God that wasn't even Him. We start not allowing love and obedience and praise to rule our thoughts. No, we begin to complain. This is one of the greatest sins of the, of the nation of Israel when they're coming out of Egypt. They saw all these miracles and saw God provide for them one after the other after the other. But they began to complain and they murmured, the Bible says, against God. And this is, this is, a, this is a great sin. And thus what happens is, is when we don't give thanksgiving in everything, we don't worship him and thank him, we begin to murmur against God and it leads to false charges against God. Like, I don't believe God loves me. I don't believe that God cares for me that this happened. One of the greatest examples of doing this right was in the book of Job. And a lot of times we miss this in Job chapter 1. In Job chapter 1 it says, In all these things he did not curse God or charge God foolishly. Isn't that good? See, in everything we give thanks. Worship him. And this is what happens. When you worship God, you start to look past your circumstance and you look to him, the author and the finisher, the perfecter of your faith. You go beyond that. See, but you can't do that unless you rest in his love, unless you're obedient to him. And then you enter into a life of thanksgiving, even in the midst of something hard. Remember Paul and Silas in jail? Did they complain? They, hey, God, why I've, I'm your servant. I've done all this and this and this for you. Look where you got me now. Now, they didn't, they didn't do that. They'd probably still be in jail. What did they do? They started to sing praises to the Lord. Amen? Because you know why? Did they might have had those thoughts? I bet they did. I bet they were tempted to do that. But they knew that wasn't right. And so they began just to worship him. Did you know you can worship your way out of a situation? So how does that work? Because it gets you on the right playing field. It gets you on the right sight line where you begin to see where the light is. And you begin to follow the light. 
you begin to get out of the way, the darkness that surrounds you, no matter what it is. See, Jesus endured the cross because he knew there was something better on the, on the other side. He knew that his situation was temporary. And you know that? Your situation is temporary. Paul says these lied affliction are just for a moment. Amen. They're, they're not forever. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Thank God for that. You thank God that his love is active and it's powerful and it's searching ways to show it to you. So no matter where you're at, he is looking for ways to show his love for you. So you begin to thank him. God, I know this has been a bad day. I know this has been a bad week, maybe even a bad year. But you are not done with me. And you have not called me home, but you've called me here, and you've called me to live victoriously, and you've called me to, to, to rise above the situations that I'm in. And so I thank you, God, that there's something greater ahead of me. I thank you for your provision. And you begin to, to find the scriptures that you need. I thank you, God, you're supplying all of my needs. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for everything. You begin to get into a different place where your problem is not your problem anymore is God's because you've cast your care upon him. And you said, yeah, I'm not worried about it. People, people often, if, especially if they don't know me, they ask me, Sean, what's wrong with you? Because they see me walking with canes. And I, and I look at them, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, there's nothing wrong with me. What's wrong with you? Because to me, I see myself healed. And I've had to come to that place because, listen, what I went through physically, I would have never made it if it wasn't for the Lord. I would have never made it out of that, that hospital room. I would have never made it out of a wheelchair if it wasn't for me being able to focus. And, and listen, I, I had times where I didn't. I wasn't perfect at it. And, I don't, and God's not calling you to be perfect. That, sorry, that's good. Thank you. There is, <laughs> I've done that before. Don't worry about it. Um, there's, God is calling you not to be perfect, but be consistent. And there's still times today I'm thinking, man, I really hate my situation, God. You know, you can be honest with God without complaining. Right? But I know you're better. And I'm going to have your better. And I'm going to have what you have for me. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to rest in your love. God, you love me so much that um, I'm going to get rid of these canes one day. I don't have to worry about it. God, you love me so much that you're going to provide for me. You love me so much that you're going to work out that situation in my job. I don't have to worry about it. Father, for my kids, you're going to work it out. I don't have to worry about that. You love me. I love you. And uh, we're a team. And these light afflictions are just for a moment because you're bringing me through them. I'm not going to camp in. I'm going to walk through. 
because this is where I am. God, I'm your son, and your love is active and powerful, and you are actively pursuing the good in my life. And you're going to powerfully demonstrate who you are, and everyone's going to know that you're my father. You're my dad. I can rest in that. So what do you say to me? I'm going to walk in. I choose to do it. And I give you thanks in the midst of these problems. Because no weapon formed against me will prosper. Amen? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. How do I get through a bad day? It's not my bad day. I've cast my care upon God. It's his. I'm his son, and he's my daddy, and he has taken me out. Amen? Even if he has to carry me, it doesn't matter. He's going to bring me through this. And listen, no matter what you're going through, rest in the love of God. Obey and do what God's told you to do, and give thanks continually because God is good. Amen? I love that. I can rest. You can rest. So if you're going through a bad day, I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray that, man, you're going to see something. We've been hearing reports, you know, number one, um, a lot of people are going through bad days. And, I, and I've told you that, that my next series is how to be rich and keep it. Because every time we preach on something, it seems like everybody goes through it. But, but also what we're hearing is they're coming through it. And we're hearing testimonies. Amen? How many guys want a testimony? Amen? You know what a testimony is? This is what God has done. So let's get a testimony. So I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to pray for you. And uh, I don't know what you're going through right now. Some of it, um, it may seem impossible. Well, it may be impossible for you. But God's bigger than that. Jesus' name is above every name. That means no matter what you can name, he's above it. That means he has authority over it. So whether it's poverty, is it sickness, is it, is it your job, whatever, whatever it is, your relationships... I believe right now, even in your relationships, whether it's your spouse, your friends, your um, your parents, no matter what, God can work in your situation in a powerful way. Rest in his love. Listen to what he says and give thanks. So I want to pray with you for you right now. And I'm, I'm believing God just like we've done in every one of our services that we believe that God is going to do something greater. Amen? And everyone, if you haven't been here, I want you to listen to the, the, the previous services on this and watch God just move in your life. So, Father, I just thank you right now that um, you are our Father, you are a good Dad, and that your love is active and is powerful. And that you are actively working to show that to us. 
And so, Father, I just thank you for no matter what people are going through uh, right now, and they need you to come in and, and do a work and move them out, out of it. God, we, right now we choose, and this is what you need to do. I want you to choose. Say, God, I rest in your love. I choose to rest. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of God. I choose to rest in your love. I make that choice right now. And, Father, we just thank you and we bless you that we don't have to um, work it out. We don't have to figure it out. We just have to rest in you and then listen to what you say. And we choose to obey. Say, God, I choose to obey. So that means that you're choosing to obey the Holy Spirit. What has the Holy Spirit told you to do? Obey Him. I've told you many times that when Lisa and I are are low on funds or something, that we give more. That's what the Lord has always told us. And it's hard to obey, to give more when you're low on funds. You just do it. So what has God told you to do? And it may not be easy to obey. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But do it and watch God move. So, Father, we just thank you. We're going to, we're going to rest and we're going to obey. Because we know you're leading us. So you're, to be obedient is so you can lead us into a way of love. To, way, to the place where you can show your love towards us. And then the third thing, God, is that we give you thanks. So let's just lift your hands to the Lord and just start thanking Him. Whether you need healing, restoration of relationship, right now if you need finances, whatever it is, or God, you just want direction. You need direction. Maybe some of you may be far from the Lord right now, and you just say, God, I want to hear your voice. Just lift your hands towards him and just thank you, God. I I hear your voice. I I choose that by faith right now, God. I hear your voice. Father, speak to us, Lord. We want to be obedient. 